Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And it's just, it's always the same. When you're up here, you're like a little bit nervous. So, so here we are. I love you too, I think. Who said that? No, I love you too, for sure. Okay, so can we pray together, please? Dear God, I need you so much right now, and I just pray that I am the boat and you are the captain, and I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just use me and speak through me, and I ask that you would open up hearts to receive what you would like to tell them and share with them and put on their hearts. In your name, Jesus, amen. So today we are talking about identity, and I'm super excited because um, it's just a super relevant um, conversation happening, you know, I feel like every day at school and on the news, social media, whatever, everyone's grasping for identity. Um, so everyone's asking, who am I, um, and who will I become? Um, what will I end up doing in life, and what will I do as a career? But starting with the question of who I am um, can often just lead us on a path that just goes to more questions. And so I just want to take that question and flip it and just throw it out the window. And the question that we're going to just be like focusing on is whose am I um, and who do I belong to? And so I'm going to start with a verse out of 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And it says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. What we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So we are to place our identity in him and nothing else. And this is the truth. Mankind was created by God, for God, for relationship, um, to be his children. The Bible says that we are straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd of and overseer of our souls. You are loved by God. You are a child of God. And that's your identity. And that's it. And I wish we could stop there. But there's just a few more things we need to talk about. I wish I could leave it at that. But unfortunately, we have an enemy who tries every way he can to get us to put our identity elsewhere. Um, and that is why people are having such a hard time figuring out their identity without God. Um, so I'm going to share with you guys about false identities of this world. Um, so the world is notorious for placing identity in the flesh, the human body, and the Bible talks about the flesh all the time, and I feel like sometimes we just kind of like, just goes in one ear, goes out the other, but I just like want to break it down how we actually, without knowing it, just place our identity in like our bodies and like our feelings um, without really knowing it. Um, and so... Uh, Galatians 5:17 through 21 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh, your body, desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you, do, you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
The acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish, selfish ambition, etc. It's intense, but it's so real and so out there in the world. And um, we encounter these things every day, wherever we go, in school, just out there in the world. Um, and it gets confusing when people place their identity in the flesh because it's not what, where we are meant to be because we are God's children. Um, I want to preface by saying your body and your personality were created so beautifully and your feelings are valid, but we cannot put our trust in them, our identity, because we will be lost. Turning page. So a few areas that people claim false identities. So people claim identity in what they do, their performance, their grades, their sports, jobs, being a good enough friend or a daughter or a son. It is so evident that everyone desperately just wants to have their identity in something and wants to belong. Um, what you become, who will I become? You weren't made to perform to be some idea or thing of success. Um, another false identity is um, putting it in our body, um, our appearances, um, our race, who we're attracted to, our feelings, etc. We do this by what we wear, um, what we put on our bodies. We want to stand out. We want to be different um, and by many things. We grasp identity in our body and how we feel. I'm straight, or I'm gay, or I'm transgender. That's just who I am. That's just my true self. But do you really want to claim your identity as something you do, or just your physical body, or who you're attracted to? Aren't you so much more than that? And God says that you are. These are real things people are battling against in their heart and their soul. But until we let God alone define us, we will all struggle with identity, especially because of how common that struggle is right now in society. Many are clinging to false identities and begging others, others to accept that. But I can't accept that. We are all so much more than the physical, more than our performance, more than our feelings. Who you are is not your body. It's not what you do. You were designed and carefully created to be God's beloved child. And so let me tell you about me in high school. So I walked around Camus High School the first two years, and I was always known as Coach Eagle's daughter. And I'm like, what the heck? Why can't I just be Olivia? And um, yeah, just like people would approach me and just like talk to me about my dad and like, I'm my own person. Um, and then it got worse. Um, junior year, my brother came into high school as a freshman, and then I was known as Zach Eagle's sister because he's just, very, he's just a popular guy. I mean, like so humble. I so admire him. But He's just well-liked and um, a great football player, but um, I just, and so I try to, like, live up to the expectations of, like, the family name and, like, I don't even know how to act or how to, um, what I say when people, like, want to have this conversation with me and I just don't really know what they are coming into the conversation with. So this was years before I finally found the resting and landing place of being God's daughter, and that's it. So I've come to rest in this truth that I'm Olivia, God's beloved daughter. I know whose I am. I belong to God, my Father, Jesus, my Savior, and 
my companion, the Holy Spirit. So we learned last week that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those we and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That was Galatians 5.22, by the way. So I just want to have, through this, just put up the reminder that we were created in the image of God. Like, our bodies are good, our feelings are important, and personality is beautiful. But it was the desires of the flesh that led us to the initial sin and the fall of man. We can't measure up, and that's why Jesus came and was perfect for us. He gave up his life to make us new, to make us a new creation. And this is why now we have to live to keep in step with the Spirit, to pray to have the same desires of the Spirit and not of the flesh, because the desires of our bodies lead to sin and death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And that's referenced in Romans 8, 6. Um, so I also, so apart from, I'm uh, not apart altogether, being um, belonging to God is I am also a part of a big family of brothers and sisters worldwide who believe in the name of Jesus. Um, I've crossed states and oceans, and it's all the same, um, same heart, just um, heart connection when I meet someone who loves and follows Jesus. Um, we are family, and one of my greatest passions is unity. Um, okay, I have this. I have a visual. Okay. So this represents um, the body of Christ. And we all make up the body of Christ. We're standing tall. This is us, like, connected. Um, but when we put our identity and friendships... I don't even know how to play. I don't even know how to play this game. <laughs> when we put our identity in our grades, when we put our identity in who we're attracted to or who we're dating, oh no, no bueno. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, well, watch out, everyone. Um, when we put our identity in how we're, what are our feelings, and our feelings just. We trust and we follow our feelings. Well, all right. We're, we might be going down. Oh, dear. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, see? <laughs> Body of Christ is strong. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, basically, there, there it is. Okay, so <laughs> the reference, representation is like, obviously... The church is not broken because of that. It's just to signify that when we claim our identity in Jesus and nothing else, we are stronger together, um, and we are more unified. And we need to <clears throat> we need to be connected. We need to fight for one one another. We need to be committed to one another, committed to growth, and you know, showing up for one another. Um, because when we're connected, we're strong. See, at the beginning, I couldn't like get it out. But um, but we can't be distracted and <clears throat> wow I never thought I'd be that person that needs water but um so First Peter two one through eleven says but you 
are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. So in Christ Jesus, we are one. We are one people with the same love, the same Father. And we have the same Holy Spirit in all of us, guiding us, counseling us through difficulties, and leading us and teaching us. So we must be Holy Spirit-led and not self-led. We will become so confused and tossed by the waves of society if we don't cling to and obey the truth, the Word of God. We need the Spirit to be... Um, we need the spirits so that we are more unified, refreshed, and filled with vision for where to step into next. We need the Holy Spirit so that we together can usher in the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. If we believe in the testimony of Jesus and have surrendered to him, we must be obedient. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So as I was like preparing this and just thinking, well, God's been working in my life. I'll just, this is a written tangent. But like, I've just kind of been asking a couple of friends, like, how can I, how do I like pray to the Holy Spirit to like guide my day? And just wondering about that. And then she, one friend was like, obedience. Like he just wants us to be obedient to what he says in his word and to wherever we are. If he's leading us to do something, just to be obedient. So then I came across this verse um, and was thinking about it. And I think that, the, or I believe the Lord tells us to obey our parents so that, I mean, obviously to honor them and respect them, but so that we learn to obey him. Because it's disobedience to put our trust in feelings, our own strength, or someone or something else. What his word says is true, and we have to obey it. In the last book of the Bible, Revelation 22.7, Jesus says, Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. So, whose are you? What is your choice? You are given passion personality and gifts for a specific reason you have a purpose but that purpose is intertwined with a greater purpose and that's here with your family family here look around look around <laughs> with your family here and worldwide um so i want you guys to take um a, a Jenga piece with you to symbolize you can decorate it, you can write on it whatever you want encouraging verses or anything but I want you to take it so that it's a reminder that you you're you are important and indispensable in the body of Christ and I just want that to be a reminder for you in your car by your nightstand on the kitchen table by the in your bathroom I don't know <laughs> Um, so who you are is God's child, and that's it. And I hope that you just bask in the freedom of that. You don't have to, like, that's it, you know? Like, you don't have to, you know? <laughs> that's it. So <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> um, so um, 
thank you for listening, and I'm just going to close this out by praying. So, put your hands together. Okay. God, thank you so much. That felt so fast. I don't know if I just sped through that, but it's it's okay. And Lord, I'm just thankful that even if it just feels like a mess and whatever, I just know that you're faithful to um, use it to um, impact hearts. So I just ask God that you would, um, and Lord, just lead us closer to you. And um, I just pray over the small groups that we would just really trust one another and just share our hearts and just be honest and raw with one another and truth is hard and obedience is hard especially in this um day and age lord but um help us to do that with one another in your name jesus amen